Hello humans of triathlon and welcome to the hot podcast where we bring you the ordinary but extraordinary world of triathlon one human one story at a time with the aim to inspire and to celebrate this life-changing sport and its humans through real authentic raw and enjoyable conversations with triathletes from all around the globe and from all walks of life I'm Swapnil Chauhan here with my co-host Charles Hunk and Radmom Robin along with an amazing guest Triathlon is mainly a sport of endurance. You can do short distance racing at a high pace or also at a slow, somewhat slower pace you know, for long distances. Either way, being an endurance sport, progress in triathlon is measured by our training and the success is measured by our racing. In the end, the degree of success we have in both training and racing are very much correlated to the degree of pain that we're willing to endure. There's been a boom around the culture of pain, Hollywood phrases like no pain, no gain, or popular apparel brands like love the pain. And that's somehow the price to pay for success in the sport. As regular healthy triathletes, we accept this. But what about people who are already in a state of chronic pain? And I'm not talking about depression or mental issues. I'm actually referring to physical pain. So would you ask yourself, why on earth would I want to sign up for an activity that just brings more pain to my life? Like bloody hell. I actually asked myself, you know, is doing triathlons under these conditions just adding more pain to the pain? Or does it actually help you forget about the bad pain and focus on the good pain instead? Today, we will uncover this mystery as we bring you a fellow human of triathlon who suffers from fibromyalgia, arthritis, and degenerative disc disease, all of these chronic pain conditions. So now, live from Canada, the land of Alanis Morissette, maple syrup, (laughs) and the famous Justins, Justin Trudeau and Justin Bieber. She's known in the Instagram world as Das Athlete, and not because she's German, but it actually comes from the initial standing for Determined Athlete Syndrome. That's the kind of athlete she is. Ladies and gents, oh. Stephanie Avakian. Oh, God. <laughs> boom. Thank you guys so much. That was awesome. I love that. <laughs> oh, wow. That was great. That was really cool. Um, yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. I want to begin by thanking you all so much for even having me on this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled and shy and, and just overwhelmed by it all. Thank you. <laughs> Especially that intro. Yes, I know. I'm like, oh, I was shaking. I was like, gave me goosebumps. Thank you. Welcome. How's your body feeling? You just had your first 70.3 a couple of weeks ago. How have you pulled up after that? Um, I can tell you that today, between my my design jobs, I was floating on a massive unicorn in my pool, <laughs> trying to get my <laughs> my hips to just release because they're they're in quite a lot of pain, and uh, my my body and my energy level is is quite depleted. But uh, true to self, I got the email from Ironman seventy point three Montreal asking if I wanted to do it again next year. And uh, my first instinct was, yes. And my body said, oh, hell no. <laughs> oh. So, so, so which yeah, one I, will win? 
you know what? Usually my mind over matter wins, but uh, in in this case, I, I have to be very, very cautious with uh, the condition of my cervical spine right now is very fragile. So um, even though I, I know I could do it again, uh, the cost of it, it may not be worth it <laughs> if I have to uh, lose more than already the two vertebrae they, they want to uh, take out from my neck. So, wow, yeah, that is a high price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have to. Uh, my, my husband and my kids are begging me to just, you know, maybe chill a bit <laughs> and and uh, take a break. Yeah, I've been seeing and reading all your ASA pictures and posts for the last week or so, and. They always just put a smile on my face, you know, just really happy for you for crossing that finish line, despite all that you've gone, been going through. Yeah, it's... Um... And we definitely want to hear more about that experience. But before we get into that, yeah. Um, firstly, I just want to personally thank you for all your support that you've shown me throughout these last few months. You've been a real help with the whole health thing that I've been going, have been going on. So thank you for that. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Pleasure. You're you're such an amazing person, and following your journey, I just felt compelled to you know want to help as much as I can. So, I'm glad you're getting some finally some answers. It makes it makes me really happy to know that. Thank you. All right, to get into your story, how about you take us back to your childhood? Um, talk to us about what that was like and what you were like back then. Oh my goodness, um, I was quite sedentary. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And I came from a childhood where, yes, I played tennis and skiing because everybody here in Quebec, you know, skis and plays hockey. That's kind of our our sport. Uh, but I was mostly uh, huge into computers and gaming. I, I still am kind of a gamer at my age. It's uh, I've passed it on to my kids. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so growing up, I didn't really do many sports. Um, I did... Uh, absolutely no team sports. It wasn't something that my parents really had time for me to do because they, they had me at a very young age. My dad was um, 18, 17, 18. My mom was 19. So they spent a lot of time working two or three jobs just to make sure that, you know, I had and we had everything that we needed. So uh, sports wasn't really big uh, for me growing up. Uh, so that's what makes this whole journey so crazy for a lot of the people that I've grown up with and my family because it's just a complete flip of what they're used to seeing with me. Um, uh, and when I was a, a child, I suffered from juvenile arthritis. So I had severe pain in my limbs um, and they would get red and inflamed, but it would come and go with the weather. Um, but that wasn't really the reason why I wasn't sporty. It's just, it wasn't something that I was really into. So um, yeah. I didn't really think much of it. And did you know what that was at the time? No, at first uh, I would say that uh, my parents would say, stop complaining, you're fine. And then eventually they realized, oh, wait a minute, you know, this is, this is more, more severe than, than they thought. And, and, and essentially we learned that, uh, you know, as soon as the pain would come, I would wear big wool socks, even if it was in the summer. Um, I would uh, take really hot showers or hot baths. I would have hot compresses or, you know, A535 or whatever that, that heat rub would be. Uh, to try and just make sure that, uh, you know, I would calm the flare up. And and it did subside as I got older. Uh, so I was thankful for that. Uh, but obviously, then um, the fibro and the chronic pain triggered uh, when I got pregnant. So uh, that kind of all came back full force. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you've got 
basically dealing with three things. You have fibromyalgia, arthritis, and degenerative, degenerative disc disease. Exactly. So what exactly are those conditions? Tell us what symptoms are like and what a typical day feels like. I would say, if I begin with fibromyalgia, that I wake up in the morning and it, and it takes me a good about hour, I would say, to be able to just get up and, and walk normally. It takes me a while for my hips and my legs to kind of, I guess, uh, get enough uh, movement to feel relaxed enough to give me a, a fluid motion. Mm-hmm. So I do wake up usually with a lot of back, uh, lower back pain and, and hip pain. Um, and then, um, sleeping is also a challenge. I had to get a special mattress because I, I, depending on, on how I sleep, it, it just, just the pressure of the mattress hurts. So that compounds to, uh, to a given day of, of not having a, a full day, a full seven hours of sleep. So that'll impact my day. Um, fibromyalgia is mostly, uh, chronic pain to the whole body. They say, I believe that there's 18 or 19 points in the body that, that will hurt. And, uh, my, my triggers or my points of pain are lower back, hips, back of my neck, shoulders, um, sometimes, uh, my legs, but not as often. And sometimes it gets to the point where wearing certain fabrics or a certain weight of a sweater will hurt. Uh, when I wear my tri gear, I always have to try and get it a little bigger because anything that's too tight actually hurts and creates mm. too much compression, which is a bit weird to say. But um, so I'm very sensitive to to that. Also, uh, the degenerative disc disease on another side of things is is more of a condition where um, I guess uh, we all end up having degenerative disease as we as we age. Basically, our muscles degrade and degenerate. Uh, but mine is just, let's say, maybe 20 or 30 years ahead of where it should be. Wow. So uh, so with my neck, uh, when I met with the surgeon about a few weeks before my 70.3, who proceeded to tell me I was absolutely nuts to be going to uh, <laughs> to do this race, um, he explained that there would at least be two vertebrae that would have to be removed that, uh, from my understanding, collapsed onto each other because they were just so used. And I basically don't have much cushions left, I believe, uh, from the top of my neck down. And I also have three herniated discs um, and bone spurs that are trying to, I guess, grow out to heal the disc, but it's not healing well. So it scratches and aggravates the nerve, which impacts my arm functionality. But again, you know, going through all this, I, you know, I have a friend who has, uh, who is going through brain cancer and has a tumor and he wakes up every day and he fights I have my mom that had cancer that fought. Uh, I have uh, so many family members that have gone through cancer and fought. So when I think of the pain relative to what it could be and what others that I love have gone through or are going through, it seems like a minimal price to pay to just wake up in the morning. You know, so I'm in pain. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but you know, it's it could always be worse. So I'm grateful for that. It's amazing how you can get that perspective despite everything that you're going through. That's that's amazing. It's uh... and in your story, you sent it. You you sent through. You described it as on an everyday basis, just feeling like a truck ran over you, backed up, and ran over you again. So <laughs> yes, it's my, <laughs> I think it's my favorite description. A pretty clear picture for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I've learned to laugh about it because I did go through a severe, severe depression uh, when um, uh, after giving birth to my son. And it wasn't postpartum depression. It was just the depression of realizing, you know, I'm not moving like I used to. I don't have 
the, the mobility that I used to. I'm trying to understand how to navigate through all that. You know, I have a small child that I have to take care of. I have a husband that I love that, you know, I'm not able to, to just even, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, be really affectionate with or anything because I'm just in constant pain. And, and you know, you're, you're telling your friends, no, I can't meet you today because I, I don't feel well. And, and because it's an invisible disease, even colleagues at work, um, you know, couldn't believe, well, how come you're walking with a cane one day and then you're not? Um, it's, um, it's just a, it's a very difficult thing to deal with when it's an invisible illness that people can't see the pain you're in. And so you kind of learn to to decide, okay, well, I could either be miserable, be in pain and lock myself in my room and stay in bed and feel sorry for myself, or I can pick myself up and realize that there's people that are counting on me, people need me to be there for them. It's not, it's also not fair to them, my, my, my small children, my husband. Um, I have to make an effort if I can to, you know, be the best version that I can be and, and try and, 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 and really love the pain and fight through it. So that's where I came to, just learning to to deal with it. Does triathlon, in a sense, make that more difficult for people to understand? Because here you're doing these amazing oh, yeah. physical oh, feats. I, and I get it like, all the well, time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Honestly, physical activity for me has changed everything. Uh, you know, my, my rheumatologist kept telling me, Stephanie, you have to be active. Stephanie, you have to be active. And he would always, and he would tease me. And he's like, I, I, I know you're into video games. So back then when I was diagnosed, the Wii had just came out. And he's like, why don't you get yourself that, that Wii Fit game? You know, it's got a board on it and you can kind of balance on it and get your exercise that way. And I'm like, okay, I don't think you understand. Waking up in the morning hurts. Walking hurts. Moving hurts. And now you want me to go walk and be active? I, to me, it's an oxymoron. And so a very close friend of mine, Danya, who's also a personal trainer, said, okay, look, how about we do this 12-week test? Let me get you moving. Let me get you active, walking a bit, doing some body weight exercise and see if it helps. Like, what do you have to lose? And I said, okay, you know, very reluctantly. We'll see where this goes. And uh, unfortunately, I guess with my addictive nature, those five-minute walks became 10, 15 minutes. And then those body weight exercises I wanted to push further, so I asked my other friends, Linda and Laura, who are kinesiologists, can you, you know, get me a program going? And then it became, okay, let's try a 5K race. Okay, well, right after that 5K race that almost killed me, I said, all right, let's sign up to a 10 and a half. And it just tumbled into this crazy adventure of, of athleticism. And then I said, oh, Iron Man, how cool would that be? And my husband looked at me and said, are you insane? <laughs> Like, why aren't you just content with running and body weight and, and then these, uh, also these races, like these crazy obstacle races. But anyway, as soon as I got in touch uh, with the world of triathlon and I discovered it, that it was game over. It was like this magical, incredible unicorn of a sport that was just like, wow, if I could actually do this, it would be, it, it would be amazing. And, and I guess the rest is history. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely positively in love with the sport. I have no idea how my body allows me to do it. I think in this point, it's mind over matter because even my doctors are baffled. <laughs> and your doctors are saying, we told you a little exercise. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, uh, we told you to walk five minutes, 10 minutes. Uh, what is this like 
21.1 kilometers after you swam and, and mm -hmm. biked. I, I don't understand, Stephanie. Uh, and I'm like, I guess you can't understand unless you do it. And I've actually tried to convince them to try a try. I'm like, well, why don't you try? You know, like you'll understand what the allure is. So, uh, I mean, I'm grateful I have an incredible coach. Uh, without Danny, uh, there's no way I could have gotten this far. Um, he, he really adapted as much as he could. He learned about my condition as we went along. And, and he made it an attainable goal for me. When I met him, he knew that the 70.3 was just a dream. It was absolutely just a dream on, on a dream board or in my mind. Uh, never in a million years did I think I could actually do it, to be honest. So this is a huge deal for me. <laughs> huge deal. Is, is it kind of, do you have like kind of a rebellious thing again? Like when someone says, you, you can't do this and then you just want to, you just want to do that even more? Oh yeah, uh, I, I'm known for that, definitely. <laughs> if anybody wants me to do something, they just have to tell me you can't. And that 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 passion power switch in my head is like, really? Well, <laughs> let me show you that it is possible. Because I really, I, I hate the word can't. I can't, or someone cannot. I, it just, I, you know, there's always limits, obviously. But I feel that everyone can adapt their dream to be feasible. You just have to be willing to compromise. That is the great way to look at it. Yeah. I'll never be first. I'll never podium. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll never come out with these great times. And I'm okay with that. I wasn't okay with that in the beginning, but I'm okay with that now. So I can find pleasure in the sport, being okay with the fact that everyone I started with has far surpassed me and will continue to surpass me. And no matter how much I may train at the same level and with the same times uh, or hours put in in a given week, I, I know my body's limits and I have to be grateful that it's letting it's let me get, you know, this far. So, so is there one yeah. or more of the sports that are easier or harder given the constraints of your health situation? Um, I would say the bike is probably the least damaging of all three, I hate using the word damaging, but unfortunately, it's it. That's the only word I can use, especially for my cervical spine. Um, but I realized that my TT bike is is quite aggressive, obviously, and so we've had to do some modifications, which have helped me do the race in much less pain than I I, I would normally ride with. So I'm happy about that. Uh, the the swim part should be the best overall for my type of condition. But unfortunately, I can only swim on one side. Uh, I mean, I can only swim breathing on one side, which is my, my right side. And the continuous repetitive motion of that with the number of hours uh, um, that I was training in the pool um, did aggravate the pain in my neck a lot. So that's mm -hmm. why the doctors have been recommending that, you know, I can keep doing triathlons. I just have to maybe look at uh, distances that won't require me to train for so long. Or get a swimmer snorkel. Well, I, and I have been. Honestly, <laughs> I, I actually, I was that person in the pool with, that the, the, big, uh, <laughs> with the big snorkel and the big uh, brace, neck brace <laughs> on my neck. Wow. And I got a lot of looks and I got a lot of stares. And I just, you know, that, that, that really doesn't bother me. So I just laugh it out. And, you know, I'm totally transparent on Instagram. On, on Instagram. So I think I had a picture at one point in my story where, you know, I'm literally running in the water with a neck brace, looking absolutely ridiculous, but I refused to not get in the water. So it was looking ridiculous and getting it done or sitting on my couch feeling sorry for myself and not getting it done. So, you know, we adapt, you adapt. 
yeah, you mentioned that you laughed it off a few times. So do you like do you use humor and kind of like the idea of not taking yourself too seriously as maybe a kind of coping mechanism? Oh, I'm sure because I I see that quite often in the way you interact in social media as well. Yeah. Uh, it might be. I guess. I guess you know. I. I also was. I was quite bullied and 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 as a child and and laughed at and et cetera and et cetera growing up. So I think you kind of also get a bit of a a shell and you kind of tell yourself, okay, I could take this opportunity to see that what's happening is maybe a bit ridiculous and make fun of it a bit and acknowledge that it is funny. Or I could just, you know, if people are going to be criticizing me or whatever, if I kind of beat them to the punch, you know, there, there, I guess there's many aspects to why I am the way I am. But honestly, I, I, I truly feel that having a positive outlook on things regardless and, and, and making things humorous just makes the days go by more, more pleasantly, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a clown. I'm known for that. Yeah, I think your humor comes through in your posts, which, you know, is is both great and also hard to understand just given, you know, everything you're facing. But yeah, well, like I said, um, it, it there was a very dark time in my life, very dark time. And, you know, it affects marriages, it affects relationships, it affects your career. And, and when you realize that, and, and how much, and not necessarily negativity, but when when you're in a dark place, people don't People will always say, they'll always ask you, how are you doing? But often than not, people don't want to really hear the true side of how you're doing. They want to hear fine. So <laughs> they want to hear fine or they want to see you smile and say everything's okay. And, and, and so I've kind of learned that, you know what, I am living with this, but it's me that's living with this. Nobody else really has to live with that other than me. So if I can find a way to be positive throughout it, um, you know, perhaps things will, will get better and I'll, I'll get out of my rut and, and the people around me also won't kind of shy away from me because, you know, there was a point where people would ask and I would tell them, oh, I'm in pain. Oh, I didn't sleep. Oh, this was awful. Oh, I'm not feeling well. And then those people I would see less and less. And, and, and so, you know, I guess that's something that people with chronic pain, we deal with regularly. Um, you know, you kind of sometimes feel ostracized. You kind of feel isolated. Uh, but if you choose to kind of shift your attitude a bit, you know, I've learned, I, I've met so many incredible people just changing my attitude and changing the way I see things. So, um, and I've had a lot more support, I find as well, acknowledging what I have, but fighting through it. So what, what do you think um, led to developing these conditions? Uh, of course, you said that arthritis was early on in your life. And so do you think your lifestyle had anything to play in it? Do you think it could have been stopped from happening? Maybe. I mean, I know that my uh, my surgeon, which was funny, is like when he showed me my MRI and, and just kept shaking his head because it, apparently my neck is just disastrous. He said, well, that's what happens when you do 20 years of triathlons. And I said, well, if you don't mind me correcting you, <laughs> I've only been doing this for three years. So the damage, if you're telling me it's been there for decades, it's definitely not that that came to it. And he's like, well, how were you before? And I explained that I was very sedentary. I am a graphic designer. I work, I mean, hours and hours a day. And I have for decades on a computer, uh, being a gamer as well, and, and being, you know, a, kind of a computer self-proclaimed geek. You know, I spent hours in front of a, a screen. So 
is bad posture and the fact that I, you know, I wasn't taking care of, of myself, maybe also nutrition wise, the cause of why my bones degenerated so quickly. Is it hereditary? Because my, my dad and my mom both have the same condition. Um, I guess we'll never know. Uh, but I do know that, you know, maybe I have started too late to try and fix it, but I, I, I am conscious about it and I am trying to constantly change my lifestyle to better my condition and try and stagnate it from getting worse and worse. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I think from, from what you're saying, it's like you're changing your lifestyle. People normally would think, okay, I'm just going to start, you know, like maybe going once or twice to the gym to try it out and see how it works. But you have managed mm -hmm. to finish a 70.3 Ironman race. So that is impressive, really. Thank you. I mean, it wasn't a pretty finish. Yeah, <laughs> the I video saw your bad. video and you were in so much pain. It was so, it was so clear. God, I was like, why? Did, you, know, did you expect to be in that much pain? I actually expected not to finish. Okay. So um, I can't even explain to you how it felt to know. Um, I, I guess I was two kilometers into the finish. And this, um, these people out of nowhere, and I wish I could find them because they were unbelievable. They just came out of nowhere and surrounded me. And they're like, you're almost finished. You're almost finished. You, you've got this. And they're like, are you okay? You look like you're in pain. And I kind of... At that point, I wasn't going to say, yeah, I'm just fine. I'm like, well, I have chronic pain. I don't know why I'm doing this right now. This is terrifying. <laughs> I was a blubbering mess. And they're like, oh, my God, you have this condition. and You're doing this. You, you can't stop. You're two kilometers away. And they started running with me. And one of the officials turned around and he's like, stop pushing yourself. You can walk. You're almost there. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm almost there. I just, you know, in your mind, you have like this grandiose, beautiful finisher pick and you're dashing through the, 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 the Iron Man signs and you're looking strong and powerful. And I'm like, I, oh, you know, I want to have that. And they're like, it's not going to happen. Just keep, just keep going. You're looking great. Just keep going. And then all of a sudden I see my husband. Oh, I'm going to cry. Aww. I see my husband. I see my coach. I see my friend Suzanne, his wife. And my friend Danya, who got me started into all this, you know, athleticism, and, and they're there, and they're like, you've got this, Steph. And, of course, I just literally almost collapsed. I'm like, they're there. I, I love them. I just want to stop. And they're like, you're almost there. And, of course, my friend who knows me, the camera's right there, Steph. Get up. <laughs> you got to give a smile at least. You know, you got to remember this in a positive way. And then at that point, they just gave me enough energy that I, I started to run the best that I could. And then towards the end, my hips were giving out. And I was just grateful because I did trip after I passed the arch that that wasn't caught on film, although that would be a great Instagram post. I I did trip on the on the on the M dot. I did trip and then ended up in a wheelchair just because I needed I, I had to, my legs just gave out. It was done. Like I did my time. It was done. My body was like, you're done. So yeah, it was uh, quite an amazing experience. Yeah. So how do you find the balance then? Like, I, I know that there's a lot of people probably going to listen to this that deal with some issue or another whether it's from an injury or an illness or age in and they're looking to find that balance like where good health is there but they're also able to challenge themselves but not too much to tip that balance into unhealthy so what are your strategies well i would say i've learned this this is my third season doing triathlon so i i i have to admit that i i did learn this this year which is um, to listen to your body. 
um, you can have these great goals, you can have these great challenges, you can want to better yourself, whether it be by exercise, education, whatever it is, but you have to know how to pace yourself, listen to your body. And I learned that, you know, if I looked at my training peaks and it said, okay, today you have 2,500 meter swim, you have a 45K bike. Um, and I woke up and I was broken and I wasn't feeling it. I just didn't do it. And I know that it caused some problems as far as concerns for my coach who would tell me, you know, we're getting close to the date and, and you're missing your blocks and you're not doing your trainings. You know, how are you feeling? How do you, how, how do you, do you think that you're going to be able to do this race? And I said, you know what, I could push it and then I'll be out for a week. So I've learned that, you know, I can only do what I can when I can. And that would be my biggest advice is if you wake up in the morning and you feel energetic, take advantage of that, embrace that, you know, go and do your five minute walk or, or, or go and, and, and do a, a painting or whatever it is that it is your passion when you, you have the frame of mind and when your body allows it. And those days that your body doesn't, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up for it. Don't, don't make yourself feel like you're a horrible person because you couldn't get up and do what you wanted to do. Just own the fact that that's the body that you were given. This is, this is what you've got to work with and, and adapt on a daily basis and, and just be okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, most people would have said that if they look at the amount of hours I trained for the 70.3, that there's no way I could have crossed that finish line. I just didn't put enough. I didn't log enough miles in any of my three sports. And in fact, I only was able to run 10 times from January 26th to race day. Wow. And I still managed to cross that line. So it's because I, I, I was able to train hard and well when I was good. And I took the time and rest that I needed when I needed it. And, and I do believe that the, the body and the muscles, there is muscle memory. The body does adapt and will deliver when it needs to. Yeah, that can be. Um, if you give it the, the TLC. That can be. Pretty tricky, especially for someone like you who's been going through so much, especially fibromyalgia, because, you know, that gives you that horrible overall achy body feeling. Because, yeah. like, I've been experiencing exactly. those symptoms myself. And on the days that it's bad, like, I know how hard it is to get yourself to go swim, bike, run. And it's a funny thing because you're, you're just feeling so pathetic. But at the same time, you know that if you do get your session in, you would feel so much better afterwards. Exactly. But because your body just, it, because the way you're feeling, you just don't want to do that. So how do you, how do you like find that balance? You're not just being lazy and your body's actually aching, you know? Oh, I know what you, I understand what you're meaning. Full disclosure here, I could tell you that there's days I wake up and as soon as I've gotten the kids uh, ready, as soon as like the, the house is empty and, and because I have a flexible schedule with work, I'm lucky enough that on really bad days, when I know that this is not happening and it's it's not even a question of laziness, my body is out, I'm back in bed. And I could literally, because I also suffer from chronic fatigue, I could sleep a good six hours in the middle of the day and then I have to stay up overnight to catch up on my contracts and or, or not my contracts, but my, my, my design jobs that I have to get done for the day. And I have to adapt that way. And, and I'm very lucky that I have that flexibility. I didn't have it when I had my other career. Uh, with my other company, they were not as understanding of my condition. So I, I'm very fortunate. Uh, but there are days where my body just will not allow it. It's it's no matter how my brain wants to get it done. It's Steph, you're yep. staying in bed today. It's not happening. Your body's done. It's not going to work. Um, yeah. And I just have to live with that. 
and I have to learn to be okay with that. I think that's such a critical thing for anyone, yeah. regardless of what they have or don't have, like knowing when to push and when to not. Oh, definitely. Exactly. Because honestly, pushing further only sets you back. And I learned that the last two years where I pushed and pushed and pushed. And I ended up having to get uh, the, I, I, I went through overtraining. Um, I had to go to the uh, Cardiac Institute of Montreal and I had to go through all these tests because I literally thought that something was wrong with my heart because I had pushed so much through the pain and the fatigue and my body kept telling me stop, step, stop. And I wouldn't listen that my body literally crashed. It crashed and I was out for a good four weeks. So little by little, I learned, you know, there's no point. There's no point in being a hero. There's no point in trying to, like, I'm not impressing anybody by basically putting myself to the ground, right? So as long as I'm happy with my progress and that's what's important, you just have to be happy with what you're able to do every day and take it literally day by day because you don't know how your body is going to be every 24 hours. So. Well, and I think you brought up a good point. It, it, it's really easy on, especially with social media these days, to get sucked into the needing to do more, 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 more. Everybody's looks like they're training more than you. Everybody looks like they're doing more, more races, more training, more hours, more Strava, whatever. And that you can do a race with mm-hmm. a lot less than yeah. that. Um, that is a great kind of insight to have gotten. I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to say to everybody, okay, you don't have to, you can only run 10 times, yeah. you know, <laughs> run <laughs> yeah, 10 times. Right. please don't quote me on that. But <laughs> Like it's not maybe the optimal training plan, but, but somewhere in the middle there is what's right for any one person. Yeah. Like, you know, on the range from amateur to elite, not everybody's going to train 25 hours a week or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And no one on Instagram is going to post uh, a picture saying, oh, Today I'm resting because I don't feel well. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I mean, I've tried to do it, but then I'm like, oh, am I going to be that person that posts a picture of me in my bed? But, <laughs> but you know, I try and put in a story. Okay, well, today is not a good day. Like, I really try to be transparent because I think it's important for me that people understand that, you know, I, I can't, I'm not at the level that a lot of my good friends are at. And I see them and I'm not going to lie. I see their Instagram posts and I'm like, oh, see, she just went for 50K. Like, and I'm here on my butt, you know, because I can't move. And I'm like, I want to do that too. And then I'm inspired by so many of you on Instagram. Uh, but also sometimes it's it's hard on my psyche. I'm not perfect. And I and I try and be positive. But yeah, you know, I wish I was doing my 70.3 in four hours and 20 minutes or, you know, that I could uh, do these three or four or five blocks of um, training every day that a lot of people do or or, you know, like somebody that just started uh, training, uh, let's say, is 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 posting on their on their Strava or whatever. Oh, I just started biking, and look, I've done this circuit that takes me triple the time, and I've been doing it for three years, and they've done it in half the time. You know, it's you know, it's hard to see. I'm not gonna lie, but I, it still pumps me up to keep going. You know, it's 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 it's, it's inspiring. It's something to work towards, even though I know I'll never get there. It's um, you know, social media can be bad, but it could also be very good. You know. Uh, when people are transparent and they're real, and, and that's what I love about everybody I've met so far. There's, everyone's so real. It's refreshing. How did you get to that point of acceptance? Like, because, you know, I've been going through this thing and I've, in my mind, it's just that I'm going to get through it and I'm, it's going to be temporary. But I, at the same time, I understand that it may be chronic. 
And I, I just can't wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to, how did you reach that point? Um, I can't say that I've reached it a hundred percent. I, you know, I, I, I it, it's hard and I know exactly how you feel um, because you want to be the best that you can be. And, and I feel that if I didn't have this, that I have the personality that I could, you know, I could perform really well as an athlete but I can't change my body and, and I've done everything in my power to better it and to give it all the tools that it needs to perform at the best of its ability. And, and I guess I've come to realize because I've done everything that I really can and it's still not giving me more than I'd like, that this is what I kind of have to come to terms with is that this is, this is what my mama gave me and, and, and I've got to be good with that, you know, and, and, you know, once I think you've done everything that you can, that you feel that was in your power to do, you know, it'll help you come to that realization like, okay, well, this is what I've got. And, and I got to move forward, you know, but it's not easy. Not easy. Definitely not easy. Well, and that's a realization we all face. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate to have some friends who are athletes who are in their seventies and eighties and wow. wow, it's a lesson. Like we will all hit a place where, we're never going to be faster. We're only going to get slower. We're, you know, we've reached whatever limit we have, or, or I have friends who've had to stop biking or stop running. And, and so it's, it's a powerful insight to have gained and to be able that you're able to pass this on because some of us are facing it now and some of us will face it later, but we all face it. That's very true. It's uh, we just, unfortunately, some of us, like you say, face it sooner, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but, again, but again, I mean, if I didn't have the fibromyalgia, if I didn't have my doctors telling me you have to be active, if I didn't have my friends, Danya, Linda, Laura, my coach, Jeannie from CrossFit, my coach, Danny, um, you know, kind of getting me through this, like, I, I don't know, like, if it wasn't for the pain and all these people, I would have never discovered triathlon. So I am grateful that I have this condition because I found a passion that that, that I, I truly love. And I, I don't think that if I was in this pain and I was forced to find an active lifestyle that I would maybe have even gravitated towards it. Maybe I would have just kept gaming <laughs> I don't know, and skiing occasionally, you know? So who knows? I, I you know, I, I'd like to think that it, it, it was a gift, a hidden gift that I have to pay a price for this gift. And the price is the pain, you know? So that's, uh, that's how I choose to see. Yeah. That's a very powerful message for our listeners, yeah. I think, definitely. Yeah, I, I just love, I love the way you own it and you take, you know, responsibility for it because that just helps you get out of that victim mentality yeah. and tells you that you're in control, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, we, we really are all in control in some way or another. It's just, uh, it, it just takes time to get to that point. You know, it took me years, so. Well, and you're really modeling something for your kids something extraordinary I, I i hope i hope to i hope to inspire my, my my boys one day they're at a point right now where they think i'm absolutely ridiculous to do what i do and they don't understand why i i, I go through all these finish lines in tears and broken and that i actually pay for that but you know hopefully one day <laughs> they'll grow up and see the magic <laughs> who knows we'll see you know uh i was going to ask steph um like you've been talking about kind of balancing your health um, with your training and and just sort of how you feel during the day, like how do you throw motherhood into that mix? 
Oof, it's uh, it's 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 very very challenging. I will I will admit again, full disclosure, I um, I don't have the 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 I'm not the most patient mom, I guess you could say, and and I really need to be. I uh, I struggle with that a lot, and it's not because I don't have the patience and I don't love my children. It's because when you're dealing with a chronic pain that's just grating at you all day every day it plays with your mental, right? So you're not as, as understanding sometimes as, as you'd like to be, perhaps you're not as, as patient as most would be just because you're just always on edge. There's always that, that grating underlining uh, pain or, or thing that's just gnawing at you. So um, I, I do struggle with it. I, I have two gorgeous boys that are, you know, just full of life. Um, you know, they, 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 they have their struggles, you know, they, they both have ADHD, so they, 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 they struggle with a bit of impulsivity and, and hyperactivity and, and focus. Um, and my youngest is severely dyslexic and my oldest uh, suffers from generalized anxiety disorder, um, and is being tested for, um, autism spectrum as well. So, you know, this would require a mom with, with a lot of patience and understanding. And, and so I'm really, I, I, I try and introduce my sport and my triathlon as my time to decompress so that when I'm with them and they need my attention, that I'm able to be the best version that I can be. Uh, I struggle with it. You know, I, I again, I'm, I'm far from being perfect, um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's every day, you know, I have to work on that and, and realize it's not their fault that I'm dealing with this pain. It's not their fault that I didn't get enough sleep. It's not their fault that... Uh, you know, it. Uh, I have to, you know, lift their hockey bags and drive them from one city to another when they have tournaments and I'm not feeling well and that I can't take that out on them and on my husband. I have to kind of own that. So uh, every day is a struggle. And, and again, I, I do the best that I can, you know. I do the best that I can, I guess is all I can really admittedly say. Well, I think triathlon, I'm sure it's, it probably helps as an outlet too. It's an incredible outlet. You know, uh, I have to say I, I, I'm set up really well at home. So on a really bad day or if something happened and, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with the frustration of or, or whatever, I, I'll, I'll run downstairs and I'll, I'll either get on my treadmill or I'll get on Zwift. I, I, I adore Zwift. This is, uh, I am not sponsored by Zwift by any way, but I am going to say that it's such an amazing outlet. I'll, I'll hop on a race or I'll hop on a workout. You know, there's all these people from around the world there. Uh, I'm part of the Velocity Vixens, which is a racing team on Zwift, and they have an awesome support system there. You know, we, we can chat on Facebook or see each other on group rides. So it really helps me decompress and uh, and get a lot of that frustration or, or tiredness or stiffness out of the way, you know? Yeah, that's... It's, it's been very good for me. Sounds like a really good strategy. <laughs> Mommy needs to bike now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so uh, I always joke around. I'm like, you have to laugh or you have to do something or you cry. And you just, that's just how I try and, and wake up every day. Am I going to cry today or am I going to try and, 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 and just get up and, and, and suck it up and, and, and move forward, you know, make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. Exactly. Exactly. So what's what's the message you would like people to take away, people listening? What's the message you want them to take away from your story? <sighs> wow, that's a lot of pressure. Um, 
I guess what I would like for for anyone to take from this is that, you know, I hate the cliche that anything is possible, but it it, it really is. When 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 you put your mind to something and 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 you and you're conscious about your limitations, but you you don't necessarily let them stop you. You just adapt and work around them and make them work for you. Um, and this can be applied with anything in life. You know, amazing things can happen. And um, and I just hope that people listening will will you know maybe try and and get out for that you know little walk. Um, you know, that have chronic pain and say, you know, maybe I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll see if I can push through this or, you know, try athletes that are, are living with a new pain or an old pain and are thinking, you know, I, I got to stop all of this. Like, it's just, you know, it's not good for me. You know, talk to your specialist, talk to your doctors, you know, talk to those that can help you through it and, and see how you can adapt and keep doing what you love in a safe way. Uh, but don't, don't just give up. Don't, don't stop. You know, the, um, the mind is a wonderful thing and it, and it could allow you to achieve a lot if, if you keep a positive, um, mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. That is a fantastic yeah. takeaway. <laughs> what do you have next? What's coming up? Ah, uh, guys, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going through like a bit of a withdrawal. Like I, I have no idea what's next. I, uh, all I keep thinking is the surgeon's words and what I want to do. And, and so I'm very conflicted right now. I, uh, I know I'm going on vacation for a week in Aruba <laughs> very soon in a couple of days. So I'm going to take that week with my family to enjoy every moment with them and, and then seriously start looking at what's next. I promise it won't be a full Ironman anytime soon. So <laughs> that's not in the books. But we'll see. Maybe some sprints. Maybe try and work on requalifying for um, age group Team Canada uh, with a duathlon or an aquathlon, and, and look at shorter distances and, and really trying to push myself to the maximum that I can. We'll see. Yeah, that's a great goal. Yeah, but I'm going to keep trying. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're excited to follow along. As we wrap things up, uh, are there any people you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh my goodness, the list is so long. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> shout out to my husband, my amazing, beautiful boys, my family and friends who have been with me throughout this journey uh, since the beginning uh, for all their understanding, their support, their help, their patience, uh, for um, you know understanding that I wasn't always able to go to uh, family functions, to friend get-togethers, uh, to hockey games or soccer games, uh, especially that first year when I was just trying to learn how to swim and, and navigate through all the sports that I had to master to be able to cross that first finish line uh, back in 2016. Thank you again for all your help and support. I love you so much, uh, and I'm forever grateful. Uh, to my coach, Danny, and his wife, Suzanne, who have not only become friends but a part of my family, um, you will always have a special place in my heart and uh, a place in our family. Uh, you, uh, you are simply incredible human beings, and I, and I love you so much. I wouldn't be able to say that um, I could have done this without uh, both of your help. And, of course, to uh, all of the Instagram uh, athletes and, and, and people that I've met throughout the years, uh, 
Thank you for your determination, your motivation, your videos, your posts, your pictures, your stories. Um, you have no idea how uh, inspirational they have been uh, to me throughout this journey. And, um, you know, you all have a, a very special place in uh, in my goal accomplishments of this year because you've, you've pushed me to new heights uh, with some of your inspiring stories. You've lifted me up on days that were more difficult uh, by sharing a piece of your life story. So thank you again so much. And lastly, a huge thank you to Humans of the Triathlon, Swapnil, uh, Robin, Charles, uh, what you do by spreading uh, the word on this beautiful sport, triathlon, and sharing the stories and journeys of athletes and why they try is an incredible gift to give. And I really do hope um, that these stories inspire at least one person to try, uh, to try a try and, um, and experience the magic that this community and this sport has to give. Awesome. Where can everyone find you online? Oh, Instagram, I guess, is, is the place. Uh, das Athlete. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd like to share more about uh, my story on there, but uh, I'm very, I'm very very private with my, my kids and my husband because my, my husband is really anti-social media. He's, not, <laughs> he's, not, he's a very private person, but uh, you will uh, continue to see my goofy side and my, my new adventures as they come along along the way all right uh last question which you kind of answered already but just to sum it up why do you try why do i try yep. because i can because <laughs> <laughs> i can and because it's i love it it's uh it's uh there is nothing like that feeling of getting out of the water and 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 feeling that that sun in your face and knowing that you've just accomplished one big feat and then you're soaking wet and you're running to your bike and you're kicking ass and the wind's in your face and you're in pain, but you're doing it and you're being passed and you're passing and the exhilarating rush and then the run. Just when you think most people would have gone home for a burger, you still have to keep going and running and you're, and you're just feeling like you're on top of the world and then crossing that finish line. I've done so many different types of racing and there's just nothing like crossing the finish line of a triathlon. It's magic. Absolute magic. Love that. All right, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing your journey on here with us. It was so much fun chatting with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope to keep in touch with you guys. This is fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. We will look forward to seeing your next adventure, whatever it might be. Oh, thank you, Robin. And it was awesome speaking with all of you guys. Thank you again uh, for your time. And thank you, especially for everything you do for the Tri community. And, and um, it's just fantastic. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for listening, everyone. I absolutely love this chat with Stephanie. She's such a positive and cheerful person, despite the physical conditions she's going through. And I've been experiencing chronic pain myself for over a year now, and I can tell you, it is not easy to be so optimistic when your body is just in a state of constant discomfort, because that just plays with your mind in so many ways, you know. But just by the way she speaks, it's apparent that she's taken the time and gone through that process of understanding herself and her body, and then adapting accordingly. And that process is a never-ending one, and one that all of us go through in one form or the other. 
I think if you listen carefully, there were a ton of great messages she shared throughout the conversation. So I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Your reviews, they help with the whole iTunes algorithm and help the podcast reach new listeners. And we want to be able to get this podcast to as many people as possible. So all your amazing stories and messages can be heard by tons of people. So we'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute and leave us that review. Also, I wanted to draw your attention to a Facebook group that I recently created, the Humans of Triathlon Facebook group. Although we love sharing all your amazing journeys and stories and will continue to do so, I want Humans of Triathlon to be and do more than just that. We want to become a part of your journeys and this means getting involved with the more technical aspects of triathlon, the training, the nutrition, the gear, the tech. So as a first step towards this, the Facebook group has been started where we can discuss all these technical aspects of triathlon. Because yes, inspiration, motivation, the community and its people, they're all critical elements to triathlon. But you don't become a triathlete without training, right? So I want the FB group to be a place we, where we can all interact, help and support each other with anything triathlon related. And soon I hope to bring in some coaches and experts to the group as well who can provide some value and support to their own knowledge and experiences while also answering any questions all of you may have. So if there are any coaches listening to this right now and want to get involved, feel free to shoot me a message. But eventually the group will be what you all make it to be. So head on over to the Facebook group. You can find it by searching Humans of Triathlon. So join the group, introduce yourselves to the other members of the group, ask any kind of triathlon related questions, share your achievements, interact, help, and just support each other in your journeys. And I hope we can make it one of the most impactful tri-groups out there. So yeah, um, that's that. So leave a review on iTunes, join the Facebook group, and thank you again for tuning in and for being a part of this community. Appreciate all of you very much, and hope you all have a fantastic week. And until next time, keep trying everything.